Welcome to The Bum Diary. I'm Janelle. And I'm Trent. And we're coming to you live from the Florida Keys. Yes, we are. Are you ready? Are you ready? Episode two. Because I was born ready. (laughs) It's going to be a good night. Oh, it's going to be a good one. We get uh, one day off a week, and it is uh, Monday nights. And uh, here we go. Just Monday nights, not the whole day. Yeah, we get the whole day off. One day off, Monday nights. But that is just getting ready for the work week. I was giving you a hard time. You know that. I know you are. So this week, uh, we do have an interview, our first interview. Uh, going forward, we're going to like to have an interview on the second half. Uh, first half is just us, and then the second half is the interview. This week, we were very lucky. We were joined by... <gasps> Muddy Putty! Or Muddy Putty. Muddy Buddy, otherwise known as Dakota. Dakota. Um, met her on Instagram. I think that's one of our themes is, is through social media and the connection of the world. Fly fishing. And I think it was, a, I, I was pretty impressed. It was very sick. Oh, oh, whoa. Sorry, we're just starting off a little rough, but uh, we're going to get through it. No, it was a really successful podcast. She was so fun to talk to. She was a very, I mean, she brought the energy. Absolutely. She carried us through. She really did. That's what I loved most about her. Like, just initially when we first talked to her and we were just doing our tests just to make sure that all the sounds were were good and everything, she just was so full of life and so ready. And it made it that much more easy. Yeah, I was. Uh, she was our first ever. She was our first one. She was like, she was, we wrote her and said, we have a podcast, we have no idea what we're doing, and we would love to interview. Yes. <laughs> and we inter- we, we wrote, everyone wrote back, we were very happy, we got a whole bunch of interviews lined up, but she was just eager and we said, can you be our guinea pig? And she said... Why the hell not? Heck yeah. So she's going to be on our second half of the podcast today. You can hear more about her life and what she's been up to. And if you're just here for her, just skip forward. Yeah. And we will not be offended. (laughs) Not at all. All righty. Let's get right into it. First thing that we are going to talk about this week is the weekly roundup. Janelle, what is the weekly roundup? Okay. So the weekly roundup, we started this off when we were doing our bum videos on Facebook Again, the Bum Diary on Facebook was our old page that we used to do live updates and kind of give people an idea of what was happening in the lives of Trent and Janelle. And we used to do the nightly roundup and the morning blitz. And every single day we would jump on Facebook Live and we would do, I mean, those were the days. Oh, the days when Trent would wake me up and that would be the first thing that I would see is the camera in my face. Yeah, Janelle Janelle (laughs) thinks it's hard to record a podcast and she forgets about the days where I shoved a camera in her face was like, morning blitz. (laughs) Half dead. There were lots of middle fingers from Janelle. (laughs) No. So, um, so, so we, yeah. We're going to do it as the weekly roundup. Yep. A little bit easier than, than doing it every single day. Right. So, we'll go over kind of what happened this week in our lives and give you guys an update about what we're doing. And, and our next segment. <laughs> our, yeah. And uh, our next segment is going to be the Get Shit Done list. GSDL. The Get Shit Done list. Because we, we couldn't come up with a better name. I'm doing the sound effects tonight. We don't have a soundboard yet. <laughs> That was supposed to be a drum. <laughs> okay, Anyways, I'm sorry for my so, uh, weekly roundup, we're going to go over the goals from last week that we set for this week, but we haven't done that yet since this is not episode number two, so let's just get right into it. Weekly roundup, Janelle, since the last episode, what have we done? What have we done? Honestly, just work. Because we are in our work stage. Yes. And we're in the Florida Keys right now on spring break, so it's March and April, and it is absolutely insane down here. So many people everywhere. But for the first time viewer, so explain our year in a breakdown. So when we say that we're in a work period, what does that mean? Like we don't work year round for like serving and bartending. So we, we for everybody, break down what we do in a year. Okay. So in the summertime, Trent and I spend it solely on the farm in Michigan working really hard to maintain the hops and the vegetables and whatever else we have going on at home and then usually in the fall Trent, what do you what would you say how would you describe our fall i would say in the fall after harvest yeah so we spend the summertime may to may to september we are on michigan on the farm and then september fall is usually montana i would say nine out of ten times we take a quick trip out to montana um to to uh not go to wyoming and go fly fishing 
We worked out there for many years. Uh, Montana's kind of our, between Michigan and Montana. It's coin flip where our heart lives. We spent many, many, many years in Montana. Um, so we go home and we just see old friends and old family and old rivers and old trout and old eddies. I mean, just we kind of have our little spots that we go to. And it was our decompression. We didn't, we just... Do we just completely disappear and we try to make Montana last, I don't know, three weeks to a month? Yeah. But why do we do that, would you say? Oh, because that is what we live for. We live for the open road. We live for waking up and and being in the back of the van, building a bonfire. Why you still can, you know, before family. One day I want to look back and say, I had everything. Yeah. And now I'm old. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And my kids keep asking for money. Get out of here. (laughs) No, honestly though, it's really to just take a mental break and just kind of like Trent said before, just to decompress from um, the hectic summer. And then after the fall... If we have money left, what do we do, Janelle? If we have money left? What do we do? Uh, If we could do anything in the wintertime, what would it be? Anything in the wintertime? Go somewhere warm. Exactly. We would go to New Zealand or Argentina. Yes. And go fishing. Yeah. If we have enough money. Ideally, yeah. Ideally, after we took a trip out west, we would love to, like, go abroad somewhere where it's not freezing cold and snowy but if we're broke where do we go florida (laughs) and if we end up broke i mean we had a good year we're not complaining but in the winter time that's where we really plan like how can we not serve and bartend next year and that's currently where we're at Mm -hmm. i think right yes and we're at the tail end of that like we came down to florida this was a this was a rough year first year we came down to florida we had about ten dollars last year we came back from new zealand had a couple thousand dollars and uh and came down here to Florida to get back on our feet. And this year, we came down with in the middle. What? Yeah. I think we came down with like 800 bucks. Uh, we might have had a little bit more than that. We took a long trip to Montana and uh, had some van problems. And I think it went to our budget a little bit more. But we also, we also, as far as finances go, like, we have a separate emergency fund to kind of... Not this year. We broke into that emergency fund. Oh, okay, well... We were down to like 800 bucks. <laughs> like, we were like, not broke, but we were like one car break yeah. away from being like, oh, we are screwed. That is true. But, but any- we're back on our feet now. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, this year, we decided to do more of a shorter season. So, in the past, sometimes, you know, we have started in November, we started in December, and this year, we're like, you know what? Let's start in January and just work a solid four months, save up as much money as we can, work as hard as we can, and do what we need to do to have a successful summer on the farm. So, that brings us into our spring season, and in spring, like we said, down here at spring break, we'll go back to the the farm and then take a few you know maybe a couple to a few weeks off planting and getting ready for the garden let me ask you mentally yes on a scale of the one to ten and that being like this is like put my head down and be an adult and work my ass off on a scale of the one to ten what is the hardest part of the year hardest part of the year like mentally taxing and exhaustion and just like oh my god we just got to keep our head down and keep going honestly right now right now right now i mean march (laughs) and april it's like we finally have enough money where we you know and it's getting hard like it's everyone starts calling from montana saying the squalas are starting to hatch and everyone starts calling (laughs) to michigan saying the steel are running and every year we gotta just convince ourselves we have to keep our head down keep our head down right because this year we really want the farm to be successful Mm mm-hmm We have a lot of plans for the farm this summer, and we really want that to be successful. So honestly, that's why we're maintaining a positive attitude and just putting our heads down and working as hard as we can so we can have a good season. Yep. So uh, the weekly recap for the next couple of weeks will be, oh my God, I have not quit yet. (laughs) Yes. And oh my God, that customer was a pain in the ass. Yes. A lot, a lot of bitching, but hey, that's what gets us through, right? That and the wine. Bitching and wine. And the bush. <laughs> and the bush light. <laughs> well, yingling. We're in Florida. Yeah, exactly. We don't get yingling. If you don't know what yingling is, I, I'm so sorry. You need to you need to come down nah, to Florida. No, we can't even explain it. No. If you don't know what yingling is, we're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. That's it. Okay, next. Alrighty. Let's keep going. <laughs> next. The highs and the lows of the week. Okay, Trent, you go first. What, what were your highs of the week? Getting the bikes fixed. Yes. I, I totally forgot about that. What was the lows? Uh, the bike's breaking down. <laughs> because pro- we got an hour commute lows. to Key West, and then we have to ride our bikes to work in the 90-degree heat. And if we don't have our bikes, what are we doing? Walking. And what are our uniforms? My uniforms. Janelle's got, Trends like, beach attire. all black, like, pants and, ugh. Fine dining. I can't walk, Cotton. man. I will melt into the pavement. Seriously, though. So my high was probably fixing the bikes. Yeah. Got a great deal. 
Met a great, great guy. Absolutely. So. I think that was my high, too. Well, and your parents came down. That was nice to see them, of course. Yeah, mom and dad are sneaking into this podcast. Mom and dad came down. Hi! And, uh, that was, that was a high. Yeah, absolutely. Um, low? Bike breaking down having to walk half a mile to the car. And uh, it was probably more than a half a mile, but... Yeah, but the weather's been great. I mean, I can't really complain right now. Yeah, no, not at all. Nothing too bad. If that's the high and low for the week, I'll take it. Absolutely. And hopefully there's no lows this week and only highs. But, uh... Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, let's get on to the next one, which is Janelle's favorite segment and brand new segment. What is it? The what you just came up with, the name. The name? The GSDL? Boom, shit done list get shit done all right Trent, what shit are we getting done this week this week i think uh th- for us i think the biggest thing this week is to just keep our head down and keep going to work mm-hmm. and uh this is the time of year to make money and then i think on top of that we have to got to start planning for the farm more yeah i think that's uh i think something we did last year with the farm was we didn't plan enough behind so i think this year this week i'd like to do a lot more planning for the farm i agree so well i feel like because thinking about it march is more than halfway over yeah we're planting next month and we're planting next month so, at the yeah, end of the month we gotta start ordering it. maybe that's what we should do so we actually have something to talk about next week it's good thing that this is the first time we're talking about this because we actually need to do this so. <laughs> thank you podcast for getting us. thanks for bringing us out bringing this out in us yeah they're gonna make us get this. shit done there th- we go i really think they will okay so uh the listeners I, of course how about uh we just make it even more fun okay how about we just on the fly Without any, without any talking about it or outline, I'm just going to come up with something. All right, okay? perfect. I like it. A little like Truth and Dare style. Truth and Dare style? Mm-hmm. And I like Truth and Dare. No, or I truth, truth or dare. it's like... Not Truth and Dare, it's Truth or Dare. Okay. What I was going to say is, <laughs> um, I'll give you something I, th- I need you to do this week for the farm, and then you give me something I got to do. Okay. We haven't even talked about this, so don't be stabbing me in the back with nothing too hard. Yeah, raise your eyebrows at me, because you know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Okay, this week I would challenge Janelle to, something that needs to get done is seeds. We need to order all the seeds that we're going to plant this year. Okay, but what does that leave for you? I don't know, you gotta tell me something. Okay, I challenge Trent to, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Hmm. There's gotta be something you need me to do for the farm. I feel like that should be like our task together. Because what else is there to do for the farm right now? We can't really do anything, can we? What about, like, make an email or something? Yeah. Okay. I challenge Trent to create a platform where we can get emails from people. <laughs> since you're so tech-savvy now. Yeah. I guess we can do that. Yes. So. But already, let's go into the guest highlights. Yes. So back to Muddy Putty. Honestly, I was so excited to talk to her last week. And when she actually answered the phone, I was even more excited because she was excited. I would agree with that, and um, I guess uh, I guess the interview went really well. Uh, we do talk about a couple things in the interview. I guess I want to bring up right now. Um, the first thing is we talked about a bus conversion, and uh, she's getting ready to uh, move out of her house into a bus with her fiance, and that's something me and Janelle have uh, a little bit of experience with. Mm-hmm. Kind of brought up the old days. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we do in the summertime? So Trent and I have, if you guys don't follow us already, we have a little Ford Econoline van that we have converted into a part-time home. We have our refrigerator, we have our bed, we have everything that we need to travel around and kind of live out of our van. So we can relate to that on a very small scale. It's a lot of fun. What's the best thing about living out of the van? The best thing about living out of the van is that it makes you appreciate the things you don't have like when you're living running, out of the van. I think I think if if anyone's ever car camped, I think if you had to ask them what's the number one thing they miss, it would be hot running water. I think yes. turning the faucet on and getting hot water is hands down the biggest thing I miss. You know, I think it's the convenience of having a bathroom. Oh, I no. mean, it's not as bad for you because no, you're a me. dude, but Nature's as a female, nature. you need to understand it's pretty challenging at times. But, um, but anyways, no, so her and her, her and her fiance are actually getting ready to move into their bus. They have a page that's called at the home suite bus. If you guys want to check it out. Um, so that's cool. 
Also, it was up? nice because the I like the van better just because it's smaller. You can park it easier. I just mm-hmm. think a bus would be too big to park. But they're planning on living out of it. That like is they're true. road tripping. They're going. You know, like we do it temporarily. That is true. You could probably live out of a bus for years. Yeah. And you can only live out of a van for a couple months. So that we, is very true. Which is awesome. We also talked to her a little bit about her fly fishing game because obviously on her on her Instagram that's what she's most known for. And so we asked her where would her bucket list be, and this got us to our final thing that we want to talk about before we go into the interview, and that would be New Zealand. Yes. So what is, Janelle, when everyone thinks of New Zealand, what do they get most scared of when they go, I want to go to New Zealand? I think a lot of people get intimidated by the cost factor, which in reality, Trent and I did it for $5,000, including plane tickets and everything. That's plane tickets, food, lodging, all of it. I think that's the number one thing that like, if you had asked me like, what's the number one thing people ask us about? And it would have to be, how can you guys afford to do this? And we're trying to be open and transparent with our finances. That's why we explain to you in the highs and lows of the week that we are currently in the making money phase. And we don't make a lot of money, but I mean, we make, you know, in a season you can make ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. And if you budget right, you can go on a trip with that and go into another season. I think a lot of people think New Zealand and, and places are expensive. And mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know. I disagree with that. It definitely just depends on your traveling, like your style of traveling. Trent and I are very much minimalistic as far as traveling goes. Like we like to do things on a budget. We're very practical and we utilize what we have in order to like enjoy ourselves. So we create our own fun essentially without spending, like breaking the bank, which a lot of people can do that. I think they just don't know how to do that. Yeah, But I think the biggest thing is like people will be like, Oh, well I can't live out of a car for two months in a foreign country where I don't know anything and never take a shower. Well, okay, I understand that, but that means you're never going to go to New Zealand on your budget. You know what I mean? Like, if your budget is nothing, then this is the only way to do it. Like, people are like, oh, how do you just go to Montana for two months? Well, we take a week. I mean, we do Montana 1500 bucks. Yeah. Like, we do, I mean, Montana is we wake up every day, we cook rice and beans, beans and rice. We eat the cheapest stuff in a grocery Sleep store. Sleep out of a van. Sleep out of a van, own. and we shower in the river. I mean, yeah. it's not even showering. The rivers are so cold. I mean, you jump in and jump out. Yeah. Like, it's it's that. It's that. Baby I mean, wipes. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I know it's not for everybody, but the thing is, like, if that's your, you got to live within your means. Yes, so, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, you can go to New Zealand and get a camper and go around for two months and jump on helicopters and take guides, and I would recommend that if you got, you know, $50,000. The capital, yeah. But if you don't, you can do it for $5,000. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy. There's a lot of research, and there's a lot of hard parts to it, too. Because mm-hmm. you got to fly in, and, yeah, you sit at the airport for a day or a week, and you're just at the airport sitting there trying to find a car in Craigslist. But you know what I mean? You make it work. Like, yeah, but then once you get that car, it's like, oh, my God. I just got a $600 car. And you're off to the races. And if it breaks down, five minutes later, you're just... Well, at least I'm in New Zealand. I don't know. Maybe that sounds crazy to people. Yeah. But anyways, moving on. So we talked a little bit about that and how she would love to travel there. So if you guys want to hear more about her bucket list locations, then you guys can go ahead and listen to the interview, which we have coming up. Yeah. I think that's about it. I think so, too. Anything else you want to cover before we get into it? I don't think so. I guess if you have any questions, though, pertaining to New Zealand, you are more than welcome to hit up Trent and I on either Instagram or Facebook. We'll leave it at that and enjoy the interview. Or questions in general. I think next week we're going to throw in a viewer question area. Yes. And uh, we're going to take some questions, which should be fun. Agreed. Because we're open books. But already, let's get into the interview couple of little disclaimers before we get into it uh muddy does work for a fly fishing company um we are not advocating or disadvocating any companies we are not sponsored by anybody we do not put our opinion against or for anybody and we just wanted to get that out in the open too before anyone thinks that we're an ad for anybody and we would greatly appreciate it if you guys give us any feedback and enjoy the interview here we go And hello. Today, uh, our guest is going to be, do you go by Muddy or uh, Dakota? <laughs> um, honestly, a lot of people are just like calling me Muddy Putty nowadays, so it's really up to you guys. <laughs> That's so cool, though. I know. It's kind of like my trademark now. I'm like, all right, it's cool. <laughs> like like your identity. Did you yeah, think, the- uh, so, just so everyone knows, because uh, we kind of got to Weird following of people on this podcast. Uh, Muddy. I call you Muddy Buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I always have to no. correct him. I'm like, Trent, <laughs> okay. it's Muddy Putty. Like, P-U-T-T-Y. 
But uh, Muddy is known to us, I guess, uh, in the fly fishing world. I think uh, that's how we we discovered her on Instagram was through her fishing and her fishing content. So that's where we're coming from this evening. Um, but uh, to start off with, how, how what, what's up? How did you pick that name, Muddy? Yeah, how did you get Muddy Putty? Like, where oh did that come my from? Gosh. Yeah, it's like the dumbest story ever. It's not even like funny or remotely cool, but. Basically, I was like 12 and I went camping with my family and we were in a tent and it poured rain and it like absolutely leaked through the tent all night. There was a river in our tent. It was horrible. Oh, no. Yeah. So we woke up at like 5 a.m. Did you fish fish that river? (laughs) Yeah, we fished the tent. It was a really deep hole. So, yeah, we absolutely killed it. Um, Yeah, we almost could have. It was ridiculous. But basically, we woke up really early because we couldn't get any sleep anyway and we were like let's just pack up and get on the road early my stepmom had said like that old saying where like you ready freddy and i like came back with ready freddy muddy putty and i died i thought it was the funniest (laughs) thing like i had ever said in my entire life and ever since then that had been like my nickname and then i realized that no websites like have it as a username like it was never taken Oh, I guarantee really? it. Yes, it never taken. So, like, when I just started any account, my username, Muddy Putty, because, like, you know, Dakota123 or whatever was always taken. So, oh, yeah. And that's how it started. <laughs> so, that's what amazing. was, like, your first, like, Muddy Putty account? Oh, my gosh. So or when email. I was, like, 12, I was super into. Yeah, I think I, I have an email. I'm muddypuddy at gmail.com. So there was that, of course. Okay. I, I had like this virtual like horse account. And that was like my first like, oh, a muddy putty. <laughs> really? Oh my God. Yeah, because stuff. I was obsessed with horses. So, that, so then that was my little thing from back there then. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we pretty also- much. I guess we'll just jump right into it because now that you bring up your past, uh, we see that you do not like snakes. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, I love snakes. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. So, obviously, Trent and I, we, like, we've been following you for a long time. and yeah. We like to do a little research on our guests. So oh, heck yeah. Today oh, today we're driving boy, back. So you went way down. Oh, oh we yeah. We, uh, we went way back. We went way back. <laughs> we're not going to lie. And a lot of people change oh, their name man. on Instagram. I feel like sometimes where people get really big, especially in the fly fishing world, to just quickly change their name on Instagram. Uh-huh. And uh, so that's why I was wondering about your name. And then I said, uh, we're driving. It's our day off today. We bartend down in Key West. And it's been a crazy day. The parents are down. So we hit a lot of happy hours. And we're driving back <laughs> to the bar tonight. And I go, well, what, what? and Janelle brings up, brings up your past. And, I, and she goes, well, we're going to ask her about the snakes. I said, what the hell are you talking about? And she goes, oh, she has a whole bunch of photos of snakes and reptiles. Yes. I was like, what? I would have oh never get Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so you love reptiles. Yeah, that's, like, where my – so before I was super into fly fishing, I'm kind of, like, a phase person. I go through phases, honestly. I owned, like, a bunch of reptiles, and, like, that was my thing. And I had, like, 5,000 followers on Instagram for reptiles. And then I, like, started going to college, and – kind of gave them all away because I realized I wasn't, you know, interacting with them as much as I should be. So yeah. then my following kind of dropped. I used Instagram as like a normal girl, posted selfies, and obviously that got me nowhere. And then I got into fly fishing, and now here I am. <laughs> That's insane. But Muddy Putty yeah. has always been your username throughout it's all of that, right? always been my username. Yep, always. That's so cool. So it started off when you were 12 years old. And here yeah. you are. How old How old are you now, if you don't mind me I'm asking? Tw- no, yeah, I'm 22. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're, so you're, like, my age. Yeah. And it's always been Muddy Putty yeah, because of that river changed. in the tent. What's crazy because is that. Because that oh, moment. Oh. Yep. <laughs> All right, we could, I could ask you a billion questions about the snakes and the 5,000, but <laughs> I'd be like, we're never going to get back on track. But that is wild. I, I would have never guessed. And I'm going to guess a lot of people now because I'm going to guess now you have such a big following now with, uh, with I mean, rivers and trout. I would I'm going to guess a lot of people that listen to this from your page now are not going to know that you were, uh, I don't know how to say it. You had some videos where I was like, that is crazy that she like, yeah. has snakes and yeah. snakes. And, yeah, lizards. I think there was one of yeah, you, like, I mean, you, were, you were at a pool with like a lizard on you. 
Yeah, I people don't really care to go down that far. So, I mean, and Instagram doesn't give you the option to, like, delete mass photos. Otherwise, I would have by now. <laughs> um, you can only do it one by one. So, I'm just too lazy. Nobody does anyway. <laughs> really, I <Yeah>. hope. <laughs> no, I think it's... It's so cool. But okay, so obviously you started out and you said you had a mass following because of your reptiles, right? Yeah, I think it's like the kind of the same thing for fly fishing. It's like not normal to see a girl in that sort of hobby. So I think it attracted a lot of people to my account that I was a girl who liked such unusual creatures, basically. So what was that transition like? Because you obviously started out with these reptiles and then you said you kind of lost sight of that and you were just you know being the average girl posting selfies and whatnot and then you transitioned more into fly fishing so between that period did you like lose followers and then gain a totally different I guess um crowd or yeah I completely did so when I stopped posting the reptiles I think that you know that target started noticing that oh she's just a normal girl again you know posting selfies and like Starbucks posts um and (laughs) as soon as I started getting into fly fishing I was like this is way cooler than selfies and like food posts like I should be sharing this with the world and then that's when I obviously attracted the whole fly fishing world I do have some like old old like reptile friends from back in the day that do still follow me but otherwise it's a whole new crowd yeah that's pretty cool though because you've obviously made an influence on like different groups of people and whatnot um yeah I mean it was fun the reptile thing was fun (laughs) yeah heck yeah so you also do a bus though we see now too right yes yes I'm converting me and my fiance are converting a 40 foot school bus into a tiny house to live in. So, yeah. So how did you, how did you guys come about that? Like, how Uh, did you, how did you come up with that idea of converting a school bus? He like had seen it online somewhere. Um, They're called schoolies basically. And he had somehow seen it online and so we live in Colorado and I don't know if you guys know, but like, it's really, like unaffordable here, honestly, is like someone who's graduating college, a rent for a one bedroom apartment is around like $1,200. We just like can't afford that. And we don't, we're not one to like live in the city or like just throw money down the drain. Like we really like our adventures, obviously. And so he just like found school buses on auction sites and they can go for like a, as little as like $500. Yeah, so I know. Just, That's uh... Yeah, they go for super cheap. So he just like asked me one day thinking I would turn it down. He had like this presentation prepared and I (laughs) immediately was like, let's do it. Like, I don't care. Let's do it. So we bought it. And the good news is that the good news is that 1200 you save on rent is one gas tank. So you could probably probably make it to Montana where you can just park it and just stay forever. Exactly. That's kind of like right now because he'll have, so I'm graduating this semester and he'll have a year left. So Mm -hmm. we're pretty much just parking it on a friend's property for a year um, and just living in it for a year. Okay. So yeah, all said and done, it'll cost about 15 grand and then that'll be it. Okay, so it's going to be your home, but that's yeah, super cheap much. instead of buying an actual house. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Me and yeah. Janelle, we do that on a micro scale. We own a little van and uh oh, the school so cool. buses have yeah. always yeah, we travel the country in a van. Um not very spacey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I don't know. I mean, for like yeah, traveling for camping, I could definitely do that but living living I don't think I could do that <laughs> well, no, we're God gonna no. have to have you back on the show then in a couple of years and ask how it is to park that thing <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean I won't drive it at all so that's great but yeah well I guess we can kind of transition into then um that's kind of our big thing that we we kind of want to one of the reasons we picked you um because because we if, to, to everyone we kind of just reached out to you we were pretty interested. Uh, we see that you, you you were gaining followers with the fly fishing. We saw the bus, and we thought you would be perfect because I, we, me and Janelle, we, we're, we're seasonal workers, and everyone always asks, well, how can you afford to go to New Zealand, or how can you afford to do this and that? And we do it like you. We do it very, very cheap. We save our money. 
um, completely self-funded. And uh, so for us, it's kind of like uh, that was one of the reasons we wanted to have you on was to kind of talk about like your life path. So you're you're graduating college. Uh, what are you studying? Um, I'm double majoring in marketing and management. Heck yeah. And you're uh, your better half? Yeah. He is going for mechanical engineering. Uh, okay, wow. That That'll muscle, come in handy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right so, now. yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's very smart. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, it, we don't want to get too personal, but uh, so, I mean, your future, your future going forward. Um, obviously, your passion, I mean, is your passion fly fishing based then? Is that something that you can see yourself um, pursuing more than? Is that kind of your passion or do you have different goals in, in life for, for you and your soon to be husband? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think fly fishing right now, um, like I said before, I'm kind of a phase person, but I honestly, fly fishing has stuck around for the longest. Um, my dad taught me to fly fish since I was like really, really little. He fly fishes, my fiance fly fishes. So it's definitely my passion. And I definitely think this phase is here to stay. So, um, and I work for moonshine right now, moonshine rods. Um, and I absolutely love working for them. I would love to stay in the industry, do some type of marketing for, you know, fly fishing companies would be absolutely ideal. Um, because, yeah, I'm more about like adventure and happiness rather than let me get this corporate job and make a ton of money. Absolutely. And you would yeah. definitely portray that on your Instagram and every other, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you just definitely do a very good job because we've worked with moonshine a little bit too. And I, th I guess that's kind of how we found you. Um, and we've become like way more interested just because you're so good at like, you're very, very positive. Yes. You're like, so you're positive. You're very positive online. Um, especially on the oh, social good. media. I thing. hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everything that you, yeah. Everything yeah. that you just said definitely comes through. Like, whether it's through your posts or your Instagram stories and whatnot. Yeah. But you're just, gonna... so, just so everyone knows that listening, it is, it is not easy to try to find your own path out of college in the fly fishing world. Uh, would you yeah. probably agree with that? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's not a lot of like entry level type positions because not a lot of companies necessarily need their own marketing person. You know, like everyone kind of just wears their own hat in that company. And so they don't necessarily they don't really ever hire anyone like once you're in you're in and that's it really <laughs> yeah I think the to me I don't know about Janelle's kind of um well she can outfish me now but the one thing about <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> no I think the one that, it's not it's not awesome it's a lot of boat rowing for myself and her doing a lot of fishing because you would yeah. die if I rode the boat let's be honest yeah this summer though oh, she's doing yeah. on the horse <laughs> were, were you born in, that's great. were you born and raised in Colorado I was, yes. I am fifth generation Coloradan. Oh, yeah. shit. So it's in your blood. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so you just look at the river and the fish come to your dry fly. Well, I mean, I hope so most of the time, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it but, doesn't quite always work like that. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. But you said but you said your dad taught you how to fly fish, right? Yes. So he has fly fished his whole entire life. He taught himself from a very young age to fly fish. And of course, um, he started out like with, you know, lures and worms. And then when he finally realized like, okay, she's old enough to understand the technique and not break my rods. Like I can try and teach her how to fly fish now. And so at 16, he got me my first like very own fly rod. And that's kind of where it all started. Okay. What what kind, if you don't mind me asking? No, yeah. So they don't even make it anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, Ross Reels? Ross Reels, yeah. yeah. Yes. So they used to make fly rods. They were called Ross Worldwide. And it was a pink, hot, pink fly rod. It was a four-weight and it was eight foot six. And last year, when I was fishing in negative 10 degree weather, I tried to pull the fly line through the frozen eyes and it broke. <laughs> no! <laughs> and I caught some, like, that was kind of like a, obviously it was a beginner fly rod. And I don't know, I don't, now that I have real fly rods, I guess you could say, like, I hate eight foot six fly rods. Like, four <laughs> inches makes all the difference, honestly. Like, <laughs> absolutely. So, it's so weird. But I caught, oh, yeah, like, we... my most amazing fish on that fly rod. So, yeah. I bet you did. Mm-hmm. 
So, so it just broke. How old were you when you started fly fishing, though? Um, How long have you had that rod? I had that. So I just got my. So after. So he got me that for my 16th birthday. And then. Okay, that's right. Yes. Last year is when it broke. And I. And then I got a new one. So I had it up until I was 20. So I had it for four years. That is some medication. (laughs) To to fish that rig for four years. That is some medication. I just like. I loved it. Because I mean, I was like, it's hot pink. Nobody else has that rod. And I'm sure you've gotten from like kind of my outfit fits that like I like to be different obviously teal waiters mm-hmm. you know not yeah. everyone has those yep. on the river so um so when it broke I was really really sad but then I got a five weight nine foot rod and I was like I can't believe I use that thing now because oh just nine foot it's so much better <laughs> yeah well that's what I think about uh like uh it's really hard for us because uh I mean, we meet so many people, especially down here in the Florida Keys. We'll be serving or bartending, and somebody will come up to us. And it's, you have to explain fly fishing to a lot of people. Oh, you really do, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I understand that fly fishing is huge, and, th- and there's people on social media that thinks it's getting watered down. But, I mean, 99% of the people still really don't know. I mean, especially if they don't no, even fish. Yeah. If, you get a, if you get a person that has never even fished, I mean, they have they, fly fishing is just such an extreme. Oh, and to me, absolutely. It's like, yeah, and for, what you said is, like, when it's get, when it's hard to get into fly fishing, I think what people don't understand is, like, when you're a bass fisherman, you're fishing for bass and you kind of stick to bass. And when you're, yeah. you know what I mean? And when you're a saltwater guy with, with, with like lures and bait, you really have a yep. species that you love. But in the fly fishing world, you have the girl that likes teal waders and pink, <laughs> pink rods. But you also have yep. the old, yeah, but you also have the old man that will net, like, I'm not characterizing just old man, but you know what I mean? You also have, have the, you also have the person that, all they want to do is fish a three weight for five inch brookies and they don't, they don't want to go to Montana. They don't want to sling streamers. Yeah. And it, I think in the fly fishing world, what people really don't understand is like, I mean, they're like, like there are so many characters like, uh, you know, I mean, we all know somebody that will not fish anything but a dry fly. Oh, you know absolutely. What I mean? like, yeah. There's, there's a spectrum of people in the fly fishing world. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's what the, that's what the hardest thing about. And that's what I think there's so much like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to explain it. There's like so much, there's so much that can like, I don't know. It's just a. It's really hard to explain that to people that don't fly fish. It's like it, it is the wildest. To me, it's one of the wildest hobbies you can have because it can be done a billion different ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's why what makes it so much better than any other type of fishing. Obviously. Mhm. <clears throat> so if you don't mind, we're we're gonna kind of get to social media though. So uh, yeah, just because because we, we got you on and we kind of want to ask Janelle didn't want me to ask but there's certain I, I don't want to name drop Instagram profiles uh, <laughs> I guess but there are you already know I don't got to say it but there are some Instagram profiles now that have popped up that have a big following and it just seems like they really want to jump on people uh, I mean what, and I've seen that you are one of the only voices that will even uh, stick up on some of those comments and uh, and I, do you have anything to say about that or what do you think about that? Um, just to like negative hint. comments in general, really, I guess. Is that uh, what you're asking? I'm guess I'm talking about the fly fishing meme people. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. She knows. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess to a certain point, it's like, it's all good fun. Everyone should be able to kind of make fun of themselves, but it's like, I don't know when you're making, like I work for moonshine and, and like, Okay, maybe I am a little biased, but I know that this company is good. Like, the people working for this company are amazing people. We have amazing customer service. This sounds like an ad right now, but, you know, there there's a lot of meme pages that are out to get Moonshine Rod right now. And I just don't understand it because we are making high-quality fly rods for such an affordable price. I just don't know how people can hate on that. I don't right. know what – I just don't get it. I mean, some of the memes are funny. And it is an all in good fun and everything, but I don't like do. What are they doing? Are they so like they're not fishing enough that they have this anger <laughs> <thing up> inside <laughs> them that they have to make fun of people? I don't know. Get on the river, go fish. I don't know what their problem is really, but sometimes yeah. it's funny and sometimes it's like, why though? I don't know. Yeah. I just don't get it because I love moonshine. Well, I guess it's just not moonshine too. I don't know. They, I have nothing do. to complain about them. Yeah. 
it's just not moonshine though too and we don't want to name drop too many people you know we're not we're not advocating anyone but or not disagreeing with anyone yeah but our big thing is uh, uh they go after certain people and for me yes. it's like i understand and i do think there are people doing some really bad things um yes yes for likes and I, i'm not disagreeing with that and i think a lot of the people don't understand that um it's just it's so hard to make everybody happy and that was kind of when we started <laughs> really this podcast it, it is and, it, and when we started this podcast i think a big part of it was um Man, social media is, it, it, I guess w- when we kind of started it, it was really about like social media is not going anywhere. I know oh, people yeah. don't like it and I know people hate it, man, I, but it is part of the world that we live in. And I don't think there's a voice out there, not even a voice. I don't even think there's conversation about what, what social media, um, I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. So there's not like a really like a, a conversation going on about the, the positive and negatives of social media. And, um, it's like you said, you're, you just graduated college and you're trying to get into the industry and there's not allowed to get into the industry. Now, here's a company. You know what I mean? And a lot of companies have yeah. done things that they're not proud of. And, you know, a lot of companies, you know, they, they, there's growing phases. And it just seems like some people are just ready to jump on people all the time. But like yeah. you said, and we, and we can relate with Moonshine, like they've always provided us great customer service. They're always so willing to help. And how okay so how did you get involved with them like how did that come about yeah because you're, actually, you're like yeah 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 you're such a huge like part of who they are and a huge part of like their company you know yeah that is actually a really fun story so I you know I had this Instagram going and I was growing my following at that point and I had had no sponsors or anything. And that's obviously that's not why I set out to make my Instagram. I didn't even really know that was possible until mm-hmm. they had reached out to me and they said, hey, we're doing we're shooting commercials, basically, and ads for our rods. We're going to be in Colorado. Do you want to be in it? Like, we'd love to have you in it. We're going to Bartle Lake and Boxwood. I don't, have you guys heard of Boxwood before? Oh, yeah, we know the Boxwood Gulch. Oh, area. yes, that yeah. Boxwood Gulch, yes. So, of course, I was like, that is a dream place to fish. I mean, you know, people can hate on it, stalkers, whatever, the meme pages again. But, I mean, <laughs> it's just still, it's incredibly big fish, and it's perfect for a photo shoot because you're guaranteed fish. So I said, absolutely, I will be there. Tell me the dates. And we went and we filmed. I met a couple other ambassadors, you know, the owner, the VP, it was such a good time, and I mean, they just kind of were like, wow, we like her, she fits with our company, and she's getting a degree in marketing and management, and Moonshine has three employees, four including me now, so the VP wow. and the two owners, and that's it, mm-hmm. and they were like, let's take on this girl as kind of like for like an internship um, for marketing, and I was like, yeah, absolutely, like I'd love to join, and Originally, it was going to be an internship so I could get credit through my school, but I ended up having enough credits anyway that I didn't need an internship, but they still wanted to hire me on part-time, and so that's where I'm at now, and that's that's how I got going with them, so yeah. Ah, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so social media awesome. has been really awesome in that aspect, so, so what? Yeah. So what was, like, the moment where, because obviously you're, like, pretty big now you know what I mean like you have a good following well, and when you started college you probably <clears throat> didn't think you wanted to work for a fly fishing company no absolutely not I mean four years ago I was like I'm getting a business degree so that I can make money to support myself basically and now yeah. it's like a whole other world where I'm like I want a job with my passion I want to be able to, to go outside of my job and do my passion you know I don't want to be locked up for 60 hour weeks uh, just to earn a paycheck you know right so like obviously though social media not to say that it like helped you get this internship or now this part-time job with moonshine but do you think that played a huge role on what you're now doing with them or yeah I mean absolutely because that's that's where they saw me that's where they found me um and so that's how they reached out to me and everything. And now that's what I do for them. I help run their Instagram, you know, so I help run all their social medias, their emails and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I definitely think that social yeah. media was 100 percent the reason why um, they well, found me. Well, and that's what that's a big thing with us, too, is um, is like when people ask about us, like our big thing is like trying to define your own American dream. 
And like you yes. said, there was a time where you went to college and you worked those 60 those 60 hour weeks and you built up. But it's a whole new world. And one of the tools that we have as as people like we're, we try to save we're trying to save a family farm. That's what we do in the summertime. We we uh, we do our farm and raise vegetables and do all that. But really, if it wasn't for being able to have a social media, uh, we wouldn't be able to even have an area to advertise our farm or all that or our fishing travels. And, uh, and so it is a tool. And I think it a, really lot of people is, yeah. try, a lot of people just like the, like uh, like the stocking fish. I mean, you, you talk about an area like some people just hate the Bach. You know what I mean? Like there's a yes. lot of hate for that. Yep. And I, I'm not advocating, you know, or disadvocating. I love, I'm a wild fish guy. I'm a wild Montana guy. But I also understand uh, the stocked river systems, you know, whether they're pellet fed or, or not. I understand why people are like, oh, well, then they just go piss, like, like go post big photos of fish with women. But what, what, like, what industry, have you never watched a beer commercial? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> with the beer Absolutely. and the woman, the palm tree, you know what I mean? They act like yeah. it's uh they act like it's this brand new forbidden thing that, that has happened. And so what do you think? What are your thoughts on, on those stock river systems? I mean, there, there's got to be some good for it, right? For like people like. like. Yeah. So I know that um, a lot of rivers in Colorado are stocked just because those fish populations aren't necessarily repopulating as fast as they need to on their own. Um, and those by stocking the fish, it just, you know, it helps keep the seaweed down. They eat the bugs. Um, and they can still breed. They still will breed with each other usually. So it just kind of ups that population. Um, and honestly, I think it keeps people in the the parks. Like, you know, you pay to get into certain rivers and national parks. And those fees are used to clean up and pay the game wardens and everything. So I think that, you know, although it is for pure entertainment, basically, for people to catch those fish, I think sometimes they are necessary. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's an entire ecosystem, like you said, exactly. like the seaweed and the bugs, everything in the fish, like they all depend on each other to like yeah, and create a thriving yeah. ecosystem. And even if it is for pure entertainment, like, yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a new world. And that's what I think, uh, I've, we've had a lot of conversations with some great, like some legends in the fly fishing world. Uh, we've had some great Great conversations and some beer and some whiskey after a good day of fishing. And, and the, the, the consensus is like the world is getting smaller and everyone is so angry. It gets people like the people hate the new guys. People hate the new Instagram yep. stars. People hate the old people that it's not the same. And I think it's really to me personally, it's, it's almost like, hey, man, when you're fishing, it's because you're not doing something else. And I think people really need to lock on to guess what? You're fishing. I don't care. You know what I mean? As long as you're fishing, yeah. I think. Because there's not a lot of places left. I mean, there's not a lot of, you know, there's not, the, the biggest fight in the world is probably cold water trout species. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, I don't know, we all just need to understand that, like, we all have the same passion for a reason. We're all out there fishing for the same reason, because we love to fish. Like, if you're wearing an old man vest, or you're wearing a sims pack and camo waders like we're all out there to do the same or, thing or and that's trend fish 20 dollar walmart waders that he started yes, with yeah. exactly <laughs> i mean they're my five dollar auction kids yeah. cabela waders <laughs> exactly you know we're all out there to just catch fish and have a good time i mean there's always people that ruin it there's the guy that you know, leaves trash or leaves his line or fishes the reds, snags the fish. There's always those people who ruin it. And of course that sucks. But in general, we're all out doing the same thing for the right reasons, usually. Yeah. And yeah. Even, and even on the other end of that, like there, there, I mean, there's have been some big issues in the fly fishing world where certain guys will go out and, and, and get on the reds and get those fish. But, and then yep. it gets blown up on social media and everyone's like, Oh, well he, 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 he was on the reds and blah, blah, blah. But then on the other end of the spectrum, it was like, well, if it wasn't for social media, we wouldn't understand what he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, okay, that happened. But because of social media, there is awareness. Like I'll be honest, when I first started fly fishing and I'm 29 now, but when I started fly fishing, I worked in Yellowstone national park. I ran around that park wild. There were a lot of poor cutthroats. that got ripped out of the water by a guy. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like poor, poor, poor fish. And if it wasn't for social media, if it wasn't for watching some of you, you know, the people that you like your idols now online and, and stuff and you're reading, if it wasn't for all that, I really wouldn't know 
I hate to say proper fish etiquette, but just a different way I look at the fish species. Probably the way that you yes. looked at snakes when you first held them. Yeah, but no, I absolutely agree. I did not, until social media, really, I did not necessarily know what reds even looked like, really. Yeah. So, okay. So, coming back to, like, what Trent said, who are your, who would you say are your top three, like, big influencers in, you know, your fly fishing career? Like, who would you say motivates you or, like, the accounts that you follow that you're just, like, damn, like, you know. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay, so, number one in person and on social media, I think, is Pat Dorsey. I'm sure you guys know him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. Pat sent you a book or something. <laughs> yes. So, I, he and my dad are really good friends, actually. And last year, in no, October, October, we went and we fished the San Juan together for like five days. It was amazing. And he is like the nicest guy ever. And he just knows so much, but he's like so humble. It's ridiculous. So for people that don't know who Pat, so people that don't know who Pat Dorsey is, can you just give us like a quick 30 second bio? Yeah. So he is like one of Umpqua's signature tires. So he, he's like invented a ton of flies, like the RS2. Um, I'm pretty sure the WD-40 I may be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But he's basically oh, invented fine. flies. Um, he's just a legend. He's a guide and he's written books and he lives here in Colorado. So he's awesome. Nice. And uh, your other two? Um, let's see. I guess as far as social media goes, I've never met her in real life. But waiting with Whitney, she catches some incredible fish. So I'm definitely jealous of that. Absolutely. Jealousy is a, a good thing for social media. <laughs> yeah. And common she theme. Has common a theme. <laughs> very large following. So there's that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then um, let's see my third one. Hmm. Oh, man. There's so many. There really uh, are. Yeah. I We're don't not know. trying to put you on the spot no, but there are certain okay. people when they post it's like oh shit i hate them again yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> hate them but love them exactly. want to be them <laughs> yeah i guess probably um i don't know there's so many like i guess a lot of the colorado accounts those people who seem because i live in colorado and i do decent but i've never really caught like an absolute monstrosity of a fish here in colorado when mm-hmm. i go to wyoming i do So I guess those accounts that are in Colorado and they just catch these slabs of fish, I'm just like, I, well, how, how, like, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I was born here. Like what? (laughs) So have you, okay, time out. Have you ever had anybody approach you because of your account? Like, have you ever had anybody come up to you and be like, are you muddy putty? Like, whoa. That's so funny. Um, I've had people like stare me down on the river and then later that day they'll message me and be like, I saw you on the river. And I'm like, like, why didn't you say I had accounts that are like, I saw you today. And I'm like, you should have said hi. Instead of just staring me down. Awkward. (laughs) That is a social media to the T right there. Yeah, exactly. Well, because like, again, with the teal waiters, like it's like my trademark. So like everyone knows like, oh, that's Muddy Putty. (laughs) That's awesome. And uh, for the record going forward, uh, Wyoming is not a state. We don't mention Wyoming. We just say Montana. (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Because Montana (laughs) loves having everyone be sent there. Wyoming is, uh, we just, nobody should go to Wyoming ever. There's no fish there. Uh, no, it's closed. Yeah. yeah it's closed. Okay. Yeah. No, no good fishing in Wyoming. <laughs> terrible. Whatsoever. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, Alrighty. I guess, I guess we'll probably just wrap it up. Top three, uh, uh, the, the, you put 1200 bucks in the, in the bus and you get about 30 miles up the road and run out of gas. No, it's just you, that they put, yeah, they put 15,000 though. That's like, they're going to make it their home. I know, but I was just joking about the gas, but what I'm trying to say is. <laughs> The bus ends up getting 30 miles, and you end up finding your career path, and you end up making some money. And uh, what the top three, the top three places on the bucket list, you must have some, huh? Um, yes, absolutely. I think for sure New Zealand, like you guys mentioned, brown trout, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. yes must. Um, my dad has been to Jurassic Lake. I think that's in Argentina, right? I'm not Pat's sure. Yeah. Yep, it is. It is. Oh, okay, great. Not, so he's been there. I would easy, absolutely not love to, to go there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Yep. And then I think a more realistic one that I would like to go to um is definitely Pyramid Lake in Nevada. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's that is probably like if you had to ask me what the hottest thing on social media right now is, it's got to right. be Pyramid Lake. Yeah, there's been a lot a lot on social now, media about down. Pyramid Lake lately. I but, guess that's what happens because yeah, like one five of our pound cutthroats. Local, <laughs> yes, exactly. Everyone gets mad our at social media. Po- it's our, like, sorry, yeah, everyone gets mad at, in social media. And it's like, no, well, how, what are you supposed to do when there's like 10 pound cutthroats coming out of a lake? Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But yeah, our whole, our local fly shop, like the whole fly shop just went there. So I've definitely, it's been on my feed for a while. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you ever go to New Zealand, if you think about New Zealand, it's not as expensive as people think. We'll, really? we'll help you out. We did it for like 5000 That's including a ticket. We were there for two months. What? So, yeah, wow. Yeah, two we, months. We showered, that's crazy. I think we should. Yeah, we showered twice. We could only afford <laughs> one case of beer. That's right up my alley then. <laughs> oh, man. It was, a, it was an experience. It though. was a riot. Yeah. It was that fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. But. I guess we'll end it with. A little of advice, though. Um, if, if somebody, if, if somebody was younger, like let's say, because mm-hmm. uh, you're a female, 16 year old female, and we don't want the traditional go to your local fly shop and talk to people. Yep. I mean, if she, if she was, if, if there was a young person looking to get into fly fishing and all that, like what, what should they ask in the fly shop, or who should they try to reach out to? And, and is that somebody? Should, should somebody younger that's looking for? Can they reach out to you, or, or what do you, yeah, what do you, what, what advice yeah, would you give to somebody younger? Um. Definitely, I think social media, it can be a really awesome tool. It has worked out really well for me. I think a lot of times it's all how you look at social media. It definitely can be negative. But, yeah, I would just say, you know, use social media. Follow those people that are big influences. You can reach out to me. I know that Waiting with Whitney is very friendly. You can reach out to her. Um, And more than, I don't know if I would necessarily say go to fly shops or anything. Uh, I would just say um, get someone you know who does know how to fly fish and maybe it is through social media and not in real life necessarily, but really you just need to go out and you need to practice. Um, you need to actually be doing it because that's the only way you're actually ever going to learn is when you're just out there doing it. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you have to understand too, that you will never catch a fish like those people are posting in photos for a very long time. (laughs) Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, It takes lots of time and practice. I mean, you, you can get lucky. I feel like my first year of fly fishing was when I caught my best fish. Um, so sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm way better than that now. Why do I not catch these fish? So Beginner's you can get lucky luck. at times. <laughs> yes, you can get very lucky at times. But, I mean, really, you just need practice, and the skill will come, and the experience will come. But with anything, you have to put in the time, and you have to practice, and you have to be positive. You can't have one bad day where you catch no fish and say, oh, I suck and I'm never going to do this again because I know I've been there, but (laughs) you just got to do it again. (laughs) Yes, I can absolutely relate to that. The first time I was ever out on the river, I couldn't catch a fish to save my life. The first like 20 times, actually. So I think the first time she threw the she threw the rod down so i'm never doing this again yeah i said that like 15 times it was a long boat ride back to the takeout just just pushing forward on the oars like this girl's gonna leave me and never talk to me again. almost in tears yeah yeah but it is it it is amazing when you get better though the we me and janelle we took a one-month trip to to not wyoming out to montana and uh yes i think she caught one fish in a month and uh, it was a long month. And uh, it was a sad month. And then we went back there. Like we went back there after like two or three years. And and that the first time we went to this river, Janelle looks at me and she goes, "I can't believe I couldn't catch a fish last time we were here." And I was like, yeah, "That's what I thought." But that's too. really great. But yeah, like you like you really said, hard. yeah, you just gotta stick with it. And it's really cool that you are t- you know like you can reach out to you and other people that are such huge influences. You know. Yeah, that I think means a lot, lot of people are friendly in this industry for the most part. I think that Absolutely. anyone's pretty much willing to help. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, quick survey, scale the one to ten. Did we do good? <laughs> yes, you guys did amazing. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> good. Ten. So, I like to hear. We're batting ten for ten. We like that so far. We like good. it. 
Janelle wants yes. to No, up. actually, you. you don't understand how excited I was to talk to you. I was like, Trent, I got, I was like, I don't know, I was like thriving. I was like, I had so much energy. I was like, I can't wait to talk to her. She's so cool. Like, <laughs> Aww, uh, I feel like I'm starting to a celebrity. Yes. Um, oh. We'll probably have to, we'll probably have to get on the river oh, to, awesome. together. Then we'll talk to yeah. Yeah, we'd love to actually oh, for sure. meet you when in we person the... and hang out. Yeah, definitely. We'll go to right. not Wyoming and stay <laughs> for sure. Yes, yeah. go to not Wyoming. Not Wyoming. <laughs> yes. Hashtag not Wyoming. Hashtag not Wyoming. Hashtag didn't catch the fish in Wyoming. Uh, yes. Honestly. Of course. Uh, That's funny. Yeah, once the right. bus is done, we'll come on down. <laughs> and if you ever, if you and your fiance want to road trip to Michigan, you just shoot us a text or an Instagram message and let us know and we will absolutely accommodate you. We'll we'll row you down the river and we'll have a good time so oh, that would be amazing that would you be awesome come, i'll definitely you let come, you know yeah you of can course. come ride horses and catch snakes and just be in heaven <laughs> i love horses and snakes <laughs> there you go and That's fly perfect. fishing so i feel like this is a dream trip <laughs> it's absolutely it's bucket list now over new zealand yes <laughs> Well, it was awesome. so nice talking to you, and thank you so much for being on our podcast. We really yeah, appreciate you it. you guys as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for yeah. having me. It was so fun. <laughs> it was fun, but we'll talk to you again soon, okay? Have okay, a good perfect. night. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you very much for enjoying this podcast and listening through. Thank you again to Muddy Putty for in coming on the podcast and just crushing that interview. And we look forward and are very excited to keep this podcast going uh, forward. And next week, please join us. We have an interview with Naked in the Wild is the Instagram hashtag. And she, I am so excited for next week's podcast. Please be on the lookout. And we look forward to uh, publishing it. Take care, everyone. And enjoy your week.